right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. I think some people, and some people are born with the higher potential for this work, because mm-hmm. um, everyone's, because people ask me, Alexis, all the time, is everybody can be a medium. I was, when I was in England training to be a medium, they taught us mediums are born, not made. Were you born to be a medium? Do you feel that you have an untapped psychic ability and it's time to turn it on? John Holland, internationally known for being both a psychic and a medium, says that while not everyone is born to tap the maze of messages from the other side, we do have the potential to sharpen our intuitive abilities and use the innate psychic gifts that we all possess. With so many individuals wanting like never before to understand their purpose in life, and how to take the steps to fulfill that purpose, John Holland says, we have access to this knowledge. We just need some tools to help us see the path forward. In this chat, we had so much fun talking about this fascinating subject. And in the process, we worked with John Holland's classic best-selling card deck, The Psychic Tarot. I even pulled out a message for the collective using this deck that John will explain to help us all navigate the path a little easier. When you're finished listening to this episode, I guarantee you're going to want to turn on that psychic light within you. I know I did. So without further ado, let's get to it. My chat with psychic medium, John Holland. Well, John Holland and I have been yucking it up because it's been way too long since this man has been on the show. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell you, journeyers, hi, everyone, how long it's been. It has been, John, four plus years, going on five years that we met at, I don't know if you can say the name, they're no longer around, where we filmed on location, remember, in New Hampshire? Oh, right. Yep. Moth and Moon. Yes. Yeah, in uh, Bedford, New Hampshire. Yeah, I missed that place. Yeah, it was a metaphysical center where they did classes, but because of COVID, they just couldn't carry the place month after month. So I'm yeah. sorry, like so many others. Well, well, you know, if if it's meant to be, she'll open up another studio when it's time, and an, an even better one. You know, so it's it's okay. She's <laughs> she doesn't have that chain anymore of paying a monthly rent of uh, a place that's not being used. So she's free. So this is all. It's a good thing. All good. Everything works out. Well, yeah. I'm glad today worked out. I said I was going to throw you under the bus before before we got started. So <laughs> I gave you fair warning. I'm going to throw you under the bus, guys, because it's been four plus years. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've asked this busy man to come on the show and he's, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. Da, da, da. Yeah, I know you're a busy man. Of course you are. You are the psychic medium, John Holland. So oh. I am so delighted that you you uh, us with your presence today. Welcome. Uh, Welcome back. Welcome. Good to see you. You look great, by the way. Ditto. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I guess being in quarantine does have its benefits. You can do a lot of I self-care guess. and, you know, facials. I'm kidding. Yeah. Anyway, we've got a lot to talk about, John, because, you know, I when I called you and said, can you, uh, three's a charm. I'm going to ask you for the third time. Can you come on? And I think I had to do a little selling. And I said, I promise you, it's gonna, this is going to be fun. Things have been way too serious in the last close to a year now, right, guys? And so I said, let's, if we do something fun, we're going to use your Oracle and your Tarot deck, uh, decks 
and I'm really excited about it. Um, so he said yes, and I got these decks in front of me. He sent them over to me, and we're going to get into that. But we're, we're going to talk about, I think I want to call this DIY, how to be your own DIY psychic, which sounds mm -hmm. a little cheesy, but it's not because I think this is part and parcel of what you have been espousing for many years that we have the ability built in, right? Mm -hmm. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, because we're, we're all born intuitive. It's just that life stops you. And you know, when we're kids, we start school at like six or seven. Every kid is born intuitive. They're dancing, running, coloring. I think they got one foot in this world, one foot in the other still. And then we start school, then the left brain comes in, the right, right creative side, Leave, not leaves, just takes the steps aside because you got to start learning math, listening to teachers. So the analytical, logical sides starts to kick in and your natural intuitive side, that psychic side you're born with, you're never going to lose it. It gets just pushed aside because you got to start focusing more on logic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we all have this ability in us. It's not just for, uh, you know, when people say, um, you know, you have such a gift and I appreciate that, but I heard John Edwards say it once too. And he says, you know, I don't call it a gift. I look at it as an ability because if you say a gift, then it means that I have something that you don't when in fact we all have it. So, yeah. I think I asked you this before, but it deserves repeating. Why is it in your estimation, John, that some people are, uh, have more of a proclivity or just an affinity toward this sort of thing and others don't? Mm. Um, I think, you know, I think when people have had enough, when they keep a lot of people, uh, Alexa, they, they try to, uh, they reach for the good, the you know, the best jobs, the more money, the best relationship, the best house. And th there's a piece inside of them, I think that's missed, that they feel like it's missing. And so they're trying to fill that part, you know, they feel that part. Um, I think when people start getting tired of the outside world, they start looking towards this work, you know, or I think synchronicity too leads you to this kind of work also. And I think, and you got to remember this too, all right? Everyone is exactly with, everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be. You can't force this subject on somebody. You can't yeah. make them convinced. If you're, in, if you're living uh, a good life, self-care, you're into, you know, uh, affirmations or, you know, um, you know, working on your, you know, spiritual side, because we're both spiritual and physical. Um, and, your, and people say to you, um, wow, what are you doing that's working? I mean, because this is happening, you know, you're doing this, this, you're setting an example. Then yeah. it's okay to turn to them and say, well, I do this every day or I do this, but you cannot force this on anybody. And I, I keep saying it, everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be. And some people mm -hmm. don't agree with that, but if we're vibing here and they're here, and it doesn't mean they're bad people, you have a, uh, you're a snob or you're vibing higher into them. It just means they're not there yet. And sometimes too, Alexa, I don't want someone uh, who's just like me. I need someone in my life that grounds me. You know, I can stay here. Let them ground you also. Yeah. So I think some people and some people are born with the higher potential for this work because mm -hmm. um, everyone's because people ask me, Alexis, all the time is everybody can be a medium. I was when I was in England training to be a medium. They taught us mediums are born, not made. And I believe that. And I really went for that. And I said um, and then people said, um, well, wait a minute then how are you training people? But year as the years went on, I could see as a teacher, people, all, we all have the potential. Some may take a little more um, to work at it than others. Some are born with it higher and some aren't, but everyone could do this, but uh, to choose this life of service, it's a whole nother ball game though, yeah, so. 
I think that more people are becoming, again, I, I don't like using the word psychic because it's been so commercialized, but let's just say- uh, Becoming more sensitive. Becoming more sensitive, becoming more intuitive. We know that this is innate in all of us, but I have to tell you, I mean, we're here in 2021 on the heels of a tumultuous year, things have changed and people, I don't know whether they're because they're, they've been in isolation for so long are looking to things like uh, developing their own psychic ability. That's what we're gonna be talking about today, folks, by the way. But I'm hearing, John, from so many people and so many of what I, who I call my journeyers, my audience, sure. they're having more psychic experiences, psychically oriented experiences, paranormal experiences right now. Last time we got together four plus years ago, the title was, I believe, uh, Psychic ability in the thinning veil. We talked All right. about the veil yeah. thinning at the time. I am wondering if the veil has disappeared because of the fact so many people, have you heard that, that more people are having unusual experiences, let's just say? Right no, now? not unusual. Um, I, I know more and more people are becoming more sensitive because the word empath is huge, is used a lot now. I mean, we're all sensitive. I think that more people, because they're, by, they, they're, not, in the, they're not in offices as much, they're not uh, outside as much, they're in their own uh, seclusion. Uh, that's a strong word, but a lot of people spend a lot of quality time by themselves. So, so they don't have that noise, uh, you mm -hmm. know, unless you're watching the news 24 seven, you know? So I think that when it, and there's an expression that I heard recently and um, I can't think who said it, uh, forgive me, but it's when the mind is quiet, the soul speaks. Isn't mm -hmm. that beautiful? I love and it. And that's exactly what's happening. So they, they, they can, they're in that, there are a lot more people. Um, and I know some people are watching, they're like, they have kids and stuff too, but we are more, this, it's, um, we're not getting the outside noise anymore because we're not in the offices. We're not around people as much. I mean, mm -hmm. I want to be, but uh, you know, this is a time too. And you know, with this virus too, though, Alexa, th this is bringing a lot of stuff right up into your face. You know, whether it's relationships or, uh, or addictions or anything you have to work with, it's it's in, it's up in your grill. You know what I mean? It is in your face for yeah. you to deal with. It's for you to deal with. This this can be as as hard as it is, is as tough as this is. It's, this can also be a healing experience for a lot of people too. And I went through it too. I'm not a you know uh, wear I don't wear the rose colored glasses too. I went exactly what everyone went through too. Every tool that I had when COVID started, without getting mm -hmm. into it too much, went right out the window. You know. And then after three weeks, I came back to it. So yeah, good for you. Three weeks yeah. for people still yeah. struggling with their yeah. vices, and we won't even yeah. go there. It's yeah. challenging, but I agree with you. You're saying some very, very powerful things that are really somewhat fundamental in that, uh, what was the phrase again? When the mind is quiet, the soul speaks. Yes. And this is why I have maintained, and I'm sure you agree, the magic exists within the madness, the madness that was and still exists now. If you know where to look and how to resurrect the gems, the magic is there too. That's We're a great title, by the way. The magic is in the madness. Yeah. Alexis Brooks, the book. Yeah, that that was in my book. <laughs> right. During years, you know, for for the sake of John, I'll give him the whole thing. So here here it goes. The magic exists within the madness. The crystal within the crisis, and the diamond within the dust. There it is. And I, if you go back and watch that show we did four years ago, I bet you I brought it up then. I've been saying that for years because it's true. That's beautiful. You know that. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is. Oh boy. 
Um, I want to get right into talking about your cards because y'all, you probably heard me say, this is speaking of being in, in semi-isolation. We haven't been in complete isolation. Some of you may have, but I haven't because I like to be outside. But a lot of time on our own has given us a lot of epiphanies, new hobbies. And one of mine, I've told the audience before that I'm proud of, I'm happy. Doing the cards now. I've got eight decks, I think, at this point. And John just sent me this. We're going to maybe put up an image uh, post-production here so you, you can see it real good. But I'm sure many of you are familiar with this best-selling deck, the Psychic Tarot Oracle deck, 65-card deck, and beautiful guidebook. Beautiful packaging, uh, beautiful cards, and very easy. And this is what I want to talk well, about because – go ahead. I didn't – I mean – that this deck, by the way, too, came out in 2007. And um, we'll get into it, how it started and everything, too. But I never thought, I mean, this deck, uh, the Psychic Tarot, um, right here, um, I, who would have thought that it was an idea that I had, how I started to read the Tarot, and I put it to Hales. This, I, out of the six books I've wrote, uh, the three decks and the apps, and the, I never thought that this deck uh would have been become so big i mean it's around the world in so many languages and it's huge it's like now a classic because it's you know 2007 but i get a lot of feedback still too though and uh you know i find it amazing though i'm just blessed i guess uh i guess it was a good idea to put it out so yeah it was yeah. yours to do well you know the message i left you the other day on the cell on the mobile I was, I love this thing. I mean, I absolutely love it. And I think we're going to just kind of play. This is a fun episode journey or so. If you have it, I probably should have put it out there before. So y'all could have gotten your decks beforehand. But if you have it, pull it out. You can even pause the video and come back. And because uh, we're going to play with this deck a little bit. Right, John, you've got yours right there. I have it right here. Yep. And uh, I think it is timeless. And I think this is just so, such an important time. If you so choose to explore the very uh, magical, that word keeps coming up, mysterious, uh, un, I don't know, do we really understand how the Tarot works? Because this is based on the traditional Tarot, but it's such an enigmatic, is the word maybe I could use, process that is difficult to understand with the left brain. And yet it is a tried and true process that has been around for how long, the Tarot? Uh they don't they don't know really i mean they you know, know they don't know i mean but the traditional deck the you know the wider rider weight tarot and, and that's how i started then i went on to the aquarian deck and i wanted to write use a deck um i started reading cards and um you know people will they'll look at the cards and i always say read the manual once no matter what deck you have whether it's a psychic tarot rider weight voyager the aquarium read the book once or twice highlight the keywords and do you know a few times look at it and then put the book away let your intuition let your yeah. psychic ability read the cards because mm -hmm. i started reading them and i was picking up things that weren't in the book and that's how this deck started and some people too um they said well it's really not a traditional tarot because you don't have the page and the you know you don't have the page cards in there uh the you know the uh, the kings or the you know whatever mm -hmm. and i said well it's mine it's it's my tarot and you know it's a form of divination i wanted it to include colors 
numerology. That's why it's only one through nine. That's why mm -hmm. they couldn't put the page of the other cards in there. I put the chakra cards in there, everything to help you uh, to look at it intuitive. I put all divination in there from the colors to um, the symbols, to the numerology side of it too. It. So yeah. And so read the book, but let your cards um, let the card speak to you and you may notice something in it, uh, Alexa, that someone else won't. And, um, just really quickly, I was doing a reading. I use this analogy all the time. When I started reading cards, um, in a, in aromatherapy shop in Santa Monica in California, <laughs> I know it was the Empress card and she had like a red sash around her, um, around the, her throat and I'm reading the cards. And I said to the woman, how long have you had that throat issue? And she said, how could you possibly know that? Because there's not a throat uh, a sore throat uh, definition or card, my intuition went to the red card. I mean, went to the red sash, which reflected this woman. Now a red sash for you around the neck could mean something else. It, to you, it could be, oh, you're quite verbal or you have red meaning physical. You have no problem speaking your mind, but every reading you do is gonna be different for uh, every <laughs> person or for yourself, yeah. I'm laughing because you pulled that from somewhere, man. Everything you just said, <laughs> come on, John, yeah. really? Okay, mm -hmm. I have a question for you. We're just gonna let this flow. So here's something that's been happening to me. And by the way, I agree with you. I, one of the reasons why I think I was drawn to this in many years after, I never thought I would do something like this, although I consider myself quite intuitive, um, is because I wanted to find a conduit to help me hone my intuitive abilities even more. I'm also drawn to the art and I think it's just beautiful. It has a beautiful oh, yeah. aesthetic to it. Yeah. But here's something that happens to me. I, I want to see if you can relate to this. No matter what deck I'm using, and I, like I said, I think I have about eight decks now. When I go to cut the cards to do the, is it called a rifle shuffle? You know, the regular shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. Say you do it five, six times. You could do the bridge shuffle, whatever you call it. Invariably, there'll be the same card, usually in my right hand. No matter where I cut that deck, that same card will show up. What's that all about? Can you please tell it, me? it reminds me of when I um, when I started reading cards when I was in California I was in a relationship for six years that I left and I thought when I left that it was over it wasn't I kept getting the three of swords and anyone that knows the tarot it's the card uh, it's 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 the three of swords and it's the it's the swords that go through the heart meaning pain suffering or hurt all right and there's no really negative cards it's what you do about the cards or what you do about them you know you could have the most uh you can you could have a relationship that you say well i didn't learn anything from it yes you did you know what you don't want in your next relationship but anyway um the card kept popping out of the deck and no matter what and i got that card so much that it started to wear away, right? Year after year, I mean, month after month after month, it just kept popping up, popping up. And it, and so what the deck, what the card was telling me was, you really haven't uh, resolved the breakup. And it's true because I kept making contact with the person on holidays, um, you know, birthdays, and once the relationship was over, that person wanted to have nothing to do with me. Uh, maybe because I'm the one that ended it, but I thought we were gonna still be friends. But apparently that hurt that I felt, I never really healed from it. Once I did, the card stopped coming. So if you're getting the same card, it's in your face, honey, for some reason. Yeah. Even if I'm asking the question for the collective? Yeah. I mean, it's, yep. I, I would think so. Yep. It's, um, I mean, you are part of the collective too, though. So you change. Yeah. See, 
that's my thing though. It's almost, you know what it just reminded me? Like when you have a recurring dream yeah. and I've always felt that if you have a recurring dream, even if they're different iterations of the dream, different versions, but it's essentially the same thing. It's something that's trying to get your attention and it won't right. stop until you get the message. That's exactly what this is because I'm telling guys, tell me, leave me in the comments below. If you do cards, does this happen to you? I mean, John, no matter what deck I use, it's just part of my process. When I cut that deck to get ready to shuffle, um, there will be the same card, the same card show up. Over is, it, is, over. It, is it, you mean per deck or it's the same card no matter what deck you use? No matter what deck I use. Okay, no well, well, we need to deck. discuss what the card is. Well, they're different ones. Oh, I see. Okay. Somebody's trying to call me. I'm going to leave this alone. Whoops. Okay. I was going to show you something on my phone. Uh, no matter what, it could be anything. It's the message of the moment. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. But you've never heard of that phenomenon before? What? Oh. Of, of the repeated cards showing up. I'm telling you, because I kept, same thing happened with me. I mean, I'm oh, telling you. Yours would fly. Yours would yep. fly out. Um, or I was doing it in a spread and it'd be right there in front of me. It was always, always there because I never dealt with it. It just means pay extra attention to it. And even if a card flies out of the deck, people are like, well, what does that mean? And I went for a psychic reading once and uh, I did a shuffle and the, and the card flew out and, and the, the psychic said, what, what falls to the floor comes to your door. And I went, oh, that's good. What falls to the floor comes to your door. I said, oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, and some people say, well, what if the card's upside down? I don't have reverse meetings in mind. No, you reversals. No, you and I that. say this. If I look at a card reversed, um, I say this. You have to look at the card. You have to take extra effort to turn it right side up. So pay extra attention to the one that's upside down. You took the time to look at it face up. So just pay extra attention to it. I, I don't that. do meetings. I don't That's do great. I know a lot of people that choose not to. What I will tend to do is if I'm doing a specific uh, reading or asking a question, I just make the decision at the moment. Am I taking a re reversals or no? And I just let that intuitively guide me. Sometimes it's yeah. yes, sometimes it's no. It's fascinating because again, you get to make up the rules in a sense. It's right. just you coming out in an aspect of you that's uh, materializing or, you know, sort of showing you a visual of what you know already. Well, yeah, and there's, there's proper ways to ask the deck. I was on Hay House Radio for 14 years, and every Monday was Psychic Tarot with Ann Hentz, and she's a beautiful tarot reader, has a 100 decks. She's a tarot master. She teaches the classes at Circles of Wisdom and Andover. I always sing her praise, and she did the show with me for a number of years. But there's ways to ask the tarot. Like, people would call me and say, can you tell me about my career? What about your career? What about your career? Be more specific. <laughs> can you tell me about me moving? What about you moving? So it's okay. Anne would have people, um, she would, she'd have to ask a question like, okay, someone asked about, what about me moving um, from my home? Well, what about it? And so Anne would say, are there two choices? And she said, yeah, either I can go to Maine or I can go to Massachusetts. So Anne would look at the cards, um, the vibe of Maine and then Massachusetts. So it's good to ask the cards like this, Alexa, okay? It's, it's, it's good to ask it like this. What is the energy around me leaving, you know, uh, about me finding a new job instead of, am I going to get a new job? Right. Or, um, I'd like a little insight about this project I'm, I'm going to be working on. See, you can't just say, tell me about the project. Tell me about my life. Tell me yeah. about my career. The more specific you, you, uh, ask the question, the more specific the answer can be. But I like, um, give, can you show me what is the energy around? 
me finding a new partner? What is the energy around me starting this new position at so-and-so? Not will I start a new job? Absolutely. What's the energy around me? Because the cards will tell you where you are, where you, how you, what your thoughts are, where you came from, where you are now, and where you might go. Because the cards, I mean, I believe that uh, the future isn't set in stone. What you do today, Alexis, is going to affect what's going to happen tomorrow. Yep. And I'll tell people, you know, and people are like, well, um, I'm doing affirmations. I, um, I want, I'm, in, I'm meeting the perfect person now. I'm, and I'm like, you got to meet the universe halfway. You can't expect to meet someone if you don't get off the couch. That's you know, you got to meet it halfway. The perfect relationship is coming to me now. And I'm like, and they said, John, it's not happened. I said, there's so much more than that. So you got to meet it halfway also, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I don't need to, I'm just going to piggyback on that and say, sure. uh, yes, the universe must, if you dare explore the nature of reality, I say one, humility is a universal mandate, humility. But if you do, the universe will meet you halfway. That's how that's it works. Right. That's right. We're yep. not inert creatures. We're creatures. We're creative creatures. We are yeah. of the universe. So agreed. Yeah. I have a couple of things. I'm watching this clock because you said you can, you had, can we do this whole thing in 45 minutes? And I will tell you right now, we are going to the after show, y'all, because we we're talking about two decks. I'm going to show you that in a minute. But I'm going to try to stuff everything in here. <laughs> so because I have such a question. Pressure, I know, Alex. I know. Such pressure. <laughs> such pr I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll give me a few minutes more so I can get everything in. And we also have a, a question from one of the journeyers that I want to pose to you before sure. we go. But as you know, when we spoke off air, something mm -hmm. told me to use your deck to see if I could come up with anything that I need to pose to you or just bring to your awareness as well as our audience that you could possibly speak to. Now, sure. just to set this up, the funny thing, not funny thing is, but I made a mandate. I said, okay, I just want one card and three, four cards would come out each and every oh. time. Finally, I gave up and I said, okay, so you need me to see three or four cards. Four cards came up finally, and they were all flyers, which is what I typically rely on. Um, and I'm gonna read them to you. Now define flyers for people. What do you mean by flyers? Out of the when, deck? When you shuffle, now you know what that means, right? When no, you I don't, I've never heard the word flyers. When, when a card just flips out on its own. Oh, sure. Oh yeah, okay, flies out of the deck, okay. Flyers. Mm -hmm. See, I'm, yeah. yeah, you should know that. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant by flyers, though. I mean, I, I you know, there's so different you, now I get it. Okay. All right. The, yeah. the cards that fly out on their own. Anyway, right. I got four of those and I'm going to read them out loud. I'm going to show the audience. I'll see if I can get it in the, in the uh, shot here, but I'll read them to you first. So I got discontent and boredom. And I'm also going to put, um, John's going to send me some images I can show mm -hmm. so you can see it clearer. I got emotional withdrawal. Mm -hmm. What number is that? Emotional withdrawal. Number, number eight. Okay. So we have discontent and boredom was number four. Emotional withdrawal, number eight. Mm -hmm. Emotional loss. Oh my God. Yeah. Right? Number five. And then yeah. lastly, I pulled the solar plexus shocker, number three. I pulled this for the collective to kind of give a sense what's going on here. What do we need to address on this particular episode? What do you have to say about these four cards? What can you say? Okay. Um, well, 
there, first of all, the green, the, the green border, they're all uh, emotional cards. They, those are the cups. Those are the, the emotions of, uh, you know, they, they are our emotions. So if you're doing this for your group or for the collective, so by just, if I was to have those in front of me, which I do, I mean, because you just show them to me, so I know which ones they are uh, in my mind. It's, um, it's calling for, um, we are going through a lot of emotions right now. So it's, it's showing that don't let your emotions get a, um, too much um, hold of you also. Um, it, we're in a very emotional state, but we're so emotional. According to those cards, the discontent and boredom. And I said to Alexis earlier, I said, but look at this gentleman's turning away. And in tra traditional tarot, you see the three cups floating in the air um, and you see the one over here. So they're focusing on all the negative emotions right now but not looking at the uh the blessings that they still that they have here there's if you look at that in this deck anyways you see the rainbow coming through the sun he, he's not seeing the light just like in the traditional tarot you got the three cards he's not focusing on the one that you see absolutely so this is a card of um you know emotional withdrawal sometimes it's okay to pull away uh you know to deal with your emotions um but don't 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 uh forget to look for the opportunity don't forget to look for the help um right now so you have uh discontent and born emotional loss and what was the uh show me this the 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 emotional loss card right there yeah and that's one of the first cards that this artist drew um as a sample to see if he got the job for with hay house and uh, i found him yeah absolutely so that's the five too this is all a balancing act it's just a reminder that we're going through a lot still and you know but try not to uh be so withdrawn uh that you're not looking at the opportunities that are in front of you that absolutely. is absolutely you see and yep. we're in the five year we're in the five year get get this yep. We're in the five year. What did we just come out of? The four year. Yep. And so the numbers of the cards, too, they're all green, they're emotions. So you got the four, you have the eight, and you have the five, right? So nine, mm -hmm. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I think uh, four plus eight plus five. I think when you break it down, Alex, if you help me with that, I think it's an eight, which is. Uh, yes, it is. It's an eight. It, it yeah. Is. So yeah, and I want people, if you were to do more spreads, you were getting uh, all fours um, or all eights. I tell people, notice that configuration, um, you know, Infinity. numerology. And I give that in the description too. But eight is also opportunity. It's abundance. Um, but, you know, some people may not pick up on the numerology side of it too. But let's talk about the solar plexus card. A lot of people said to me, why do you even have the energy cards? Why do you have chakra cards? Some people take them out of the deck and other people still don't understand it. All right, so I like keeping them in for myself. I mean, cause I, I did the deck. So you're asking about what's going on right now. What can we do about it? So you got those three emotional cards and then you put the solar plexus. How is what's going on? How is what is going on with that question around us affecting your intuition, solar plexus, your failing. See, so you, I always say the, the chakra cards, um, people just don't know what to do with them, even though I describe it in there. How is that energy center being affected by the question that you just asked? Uh, are you pulling away from using it? Are you using it too much? It, it could also be a sign too. Depends who I'm reading for. If it's a one-on-one, -on -one, Alexis is, how's your stomach right now? Hmm. How's your worry? How's your stress? How's your intestines going through everything that you're going through here too, though? So in, in the, it, whatever decision, whatever... It is, whether it's uh, trusting your intuition or watching your stomach because of all this. It's really 
reigning in your emotions right now. Focus on the positive and don't forget you're a feeler. Okay. You may want to open up more to some issues right now. You may not close. You may want to tone down your vibe on the solar plexus, which is that clear sentient feeling, uh -huh. uh, feeling. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, but she, she pulled those because I sent her these cards, everyone, just to let you know, and she got three green cards. And so I said to her and I said, you're getting all green ones. I said, did you shuffle the deck? And of course she was like, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. You know what I did when I first got the card? Something said, throw them all on the floor and make a mess. Just mix them up that. as much as you can. So right. I did that. And then That's I went good. to the shuffle. Oh no, I, I'm a meticulous shuffler. Believe me. I love it. Right. Yeah. Um, something saying, can you pull a card? You want to pull a card for the audience? And I'm going to have a question from an audience member for you. Sure. Sure. You have the question. You got the question already. You, I mean, what do you no, want? No, just pull a card, any message that you want to give to the audience. Oh, okay. I gotcha. All right. Okay. Oh, here's one that flipped. Okay. Um, it's the number three. And this would be, you see, in the, uh, this is three. It is partnership and alliances. Okay. And it is the purple. So that means, and the purple reflects, uh, red is for pentacles. Uh, green is for cups. Blue is for swords. And if you think about it, they go up the energy center. Okay. Hmm. Um, and purple is for rods. Okay. So partnership and alliances is you're not alone. It's the number three. Also family groups, find a group right now. Um, if you're feeling alone or not lonely per se, I know many of us are sometimes, uh, especially what's going on here. There's many ways. Find a group that resonates with you. And be, and three is family, Trinity um, also. So find a group right now that that they're on your vibe, Alexis. Like you have to be, if you're part of a group or people are in your membership, they have to, not every group is going to be for that person. Find a group mm -hmm. that's supportive um and that has a a good vibe um it gives you a chance to talk that there's no uh somebody's not the star in there it's um like my assistant laura she has a uh laura worcester she, every once a month she has a, a thing online called she used to do it in person she'll get back to it once COVID is passed um it's the spiritual cafe where she brings up they bring up one topic it's not a, to promote your business someone may talk about because you're into a lot of this alexis and congratulations on your new show also that okay. you're part of okay the proof is out there it could be about ufos it could be about um how do you feel about affirmations how do you feel about energy and she's really selective when someone starts trailing off because it's not about you in this group it's about the group do you understand mm -hmm. so when someone starts going off she reins them back too but so that is a group uh it's and it's i got to promote her too it's 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 the spiritual cafe where you're allowed to go in there and just talk about any subject find a group that you resonate with and find the partnership find the alliances not the because the best group or the the hot group may not be the group for you you know and you can feel it and you can feel it yeah Maybe you can give Maybe us a link to the spiritual cafe. I'm getting a big time echo coming through your speaker. Do you hear that? No, I didn't. Let's see if it goes away. There, it's gone away. We're probably going to pick that up on production, but sorry, guys. Yeah, I was coming through your speakers loud and clear. It was coming in through me. Anyway, if you could give us a link to the spiritual cafe, I'll be ha happy to put it in the description. This, I'm assuming, is a virtual 
environment. For now, yes. Yeah, now. which is a good thing because people can be from around the world and do it. So, Absolutely. and if I'm echoing too, um, Alexis, I have no problem pop- popping in. Okay. And it did say on StreamYard too to use sometimes. So I don't know if it's StreamYard or what, but if you need me to pop in I'll the let you uh, know. headset, I we're will. Good. And we're, we're probably close to winding down before we head on over next door. Uh, for the the after show. But let me give you a question from our beloved junior audience member, Steve, his his handle or his avatar, right, I think we say is Steve Earthkeeper. He's an amazing crystal collector. He's got some of the most amazing, I'm gonna give him a plug. If you go over to his, uh, his uh, Instagram, he's got the most amazing collection of uh, crystals and minerals I've ever seen. And he's a lovely gentleman. And he had a question for you. So I'm gonna pose it to you right now. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is a question that pertains to him. So I don't know how you do it, if you can tune in, uh, if you need a picture, but let me just pose it to you and see what you come up with if, if you would indulge us. We appreciate that. Okay, from Steve, he says, is there anything on the horizon or the immediate future that I should be aware of or conscious of because of its extreme importance? I mean, it would be better if I had him in front of me. But as you were talking and you said Earthkeeper, even before you said Earthkeeper, uh, that's his title, right? His avatar, Earthkeeper? Mm-hmm. Right. Earthkeeper. Well, so that's, that. I mean, he his work, because words are powerful. They can inspire, transform, heal, but they can also be our worst enemies, especially when we focus them on, on ourselves, the negative side. But when I heard Earthkeeper, I'm like, ooh, earth, rocks, stones. And then now you said he collects crystals yes. uh, also. Do you know what state he, he might be in? Well, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, Arizona's going to be, I feel Arizona's important to him. And it doesn't mean get on a plane because John Holland said, all right, the whole Sedona experience might mm-hmm. be for him also. Um, and uh, and I do see him. I don't know if he, what you say, he sells crystals or he collects them? He collects them. I believe he's more of a collector than a merchant. Okay. Um, he's probably quite, um, I wonder if he's really uh, educated on them. I bet you he is. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, quartz is for this, this is for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing writing with him. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean, like I said, John Holland said, write a book. I didn't say that. Let the writing come forward um, in his knowledge of these crystals. Uh, maybe she, I don't care if it's in a magazine or if it's in a handout, if it's on a radio show, he needs the, the words uh, to give to somebody else when it comes, uh, you know, explaining what the crystals are, what the, the crystals um, um, represent. And you see me looking to the side, all right? You see me doing this because I'm, I'm leaving the logical side and I'm going to just, I'm just reaching up. I'm soul shifting to that intuitive place um, as I'm getting here too, though. He's, I, I, I'd be curious in, you let me know too. He'll let you know. I'd be curious. We're all spending a lot of time by ourselves. Um, and I just said to Alexis earlier, I live by myself, you know, me and my dog. Um, I'm not a lonely person, but this is a long, this is a lot of time to be alone, not lonely, but to, you know, to be alone. Um, I want, I think he's probably, and I could be totally wrong, uh, but I'm just going to trust this. I just feel he's a solitary creature, this this gentleman, um, that he needs to share his knowledge. Um, I think, um, hmm. now, me being an author, I, I could just reach out, you know, uh, because I've been doing this for long enough. I got a lot of colleagues here. I want him to start sharing Um just like those cards say about groups, find out other crystals. Is he with other crystal lovers? Um, to 
to let other people in is what I'm trying to say. To let okay. other people in, okay. okay? I mean, be discerning, okay? But let other people in. So I don't know if, when he was growing up, if he was like me, we were called weird, strange, or whatever. Let other people in, be discerning. But I know Arizona's going to be calling, um, calling to him. And let it happen on its own, Steve, all right? It doesn't mean, well, John Hall, let, let Arizona reach to you. Um, and if it happens, say, you know, John said this, and you may be drawn to um, uh, Sedona. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he visited Europe also, um, because I'm over there too, because I'm getting the whole mystical side. And I don't mm -hmm. mean to throw, I was just telling Alexis too, I was supposed to go to England with a group of people, but we had to keep postponing it. Um, Glastonbury. Um, and I don't push love this. Love Glastonbury. Love yeah, Yes. So I'd be curious that too, though. He's, he's just beginning. And I think he's a younger man too, this person. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I think, think so. so. But yeah. So the frontier is exactly what I said. Keep an open mind. Let some people in. It's okay um, to be uh, solitary, but reach out to people as long as you're safe, if you're meeting them and uh, go from that, you know, and you know, some people, let's say, I say this too. Some of us, sometimes you got to let go of the river's edge. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you got to let go of it so the current of life can take you where it's supposed to be. But if you're constantly holding yourself here, like that discontent and boredom card, and you're not, uh, you know, letting go sometimes, you know, there's just two things to other. Sometimes I'll advise people, you know what, if you're in that boat, sometimes you need those oars to steer you in the right direction. Sometimes you need to let go of the oars to let the river take you where it's supposed to go. Same thing with this gentleman. Um, also it's, a uh, so, um, I feel good about him. I really, really do. And just by him asking, mm -hmm. uh, shows you that he's, uh, that he's seeking. Yeah. He's a lovely gentleman. Shout out, Steve. You just got yourself a mini reading <laughs> and I can't wait for you to see it. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. John. Okay. Yeah. You're awesome. You are awesome, man. Listen, we're going to wind it down because you have actually allowed me a few extra minutes. You know, people, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to bring something up because I've been hearing from a couple of y'all out there and I'm still trying to, I want to make sure that we are delivering the show that you want and, and have value for you. Some people are saying the show is too short. Then I've done shows that were longer. Alexis, the show is too long. long. <laughs> you know, you can't please everybody, but I just, I, I want you all to know that, uh, first of all, with folks like John and other people we have on the show, they're they are juggling so many balls right now. And uh, sometimes they can't give me the full hour. John is one of those people. He's always got lots of things going on. And again, I'm going to say thank you for uh, taking the time out to spend with us. And we actually did go a little over 30 minutes. But yeah, you know, uh, sometimes we got to keep it a little shorter. And then sometimes we can take it a little longer. So bear with us. We kind of mix it up a bit. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. And uh, one last thing, too. If... Yeah. Um, because you don't, I like picking cards at a store and looking at them. All right. Some people, they go totally left brain too. Should I put them in a bag? Should I let people touch them? I mean, there is a whole process. Okay. But there are sites that you can go on, look at the cards that mm. resonate with you. You know what I mean? Not in as much as I love my deck and other people around the world. I mean, look at Amazon, look at how many reviews are there, right? Um, people love it, but it's not the only one. Go with the deck that resonates with you, the colors, the images, um, you know, it's not that way. And you can go on sites in that you can see they'll do some, uh, you know, they'll, they'll show the whole deck um, also. Yep. So before oh we go, just so you know, we didn't go through uh, this deck because this is what we're going to be talking about in the after show. This is your brand new deck, I believe, right? Yeah, I do with Lauren Rainbow and Hay House. Yeah. 
you broke up. Come back to me. Come back yeah, to you me. Yeah, you broke up. We lost yep. you for a minute. Say that again. Happens. So what were you about to say? Um, yeah, about I did that deck with, uh, that just came out of August of last year. That It's a, uh, yeah, beautiful images and uh, thrilled. It's more of a teaching deck, not an oracle deck. It's a teaching deck, uh, whether you're a psychic, uh, medium, or if you're just curious, because we all have spiritual abilities. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank How many you. decks have you done at this point? I've got uh, I've got psychic tarot, psychic tarot for the heart, which deals more with relationships, not just love relationship, but relationship in business, family, and most important relationship yourself. Then spirit messages, um, and then the uh, this one, the uh, mediumship training deck. I'm yeah. gonna list them all. Y'all go to Amazon and get them because I love it. I'm loving the packaging. I have to admit, I'm into aesthetics. It's like you know when you're going to look for a good <laughs> bottle of wine, and they know yeah. darn well that yeah. it's the it's the images that attract you. Well, I think a lot of it uh, is true. This right. is a beautiful. I love the texture of these cards, by the way. The new deck, love yeah. them. You got you Thank do you. great stuff. So let's go on over there and talk about it. We're gonna talk about maybe he's gonna give us a little uh, short lesson i don't know whatever sure. whatever is appropriate so mm -hmm. we're gonna do that right now everyone go to it is johnholland.com yes still yes okay. yeah yes and i know you got a lot going on is there anything before we close out that you want to bring up that's coming up in on your schedule um no this i mean i'm doing a lot online because i'm not comfortable with people uh coming into a space yet but yeah. um zoom is working great and um doing a lot of things online and um you know go there and um i also have a psychic tarot private facebook page uh where oh. i come in you do you can go there you have to fill out a questionnaire not everyone you know you have to be familiar with it you don't have to be a tarot reader but you know look for that too it's the uh psychic tarot community on john holland uh on facebook page yeah i love it I practice with me other people and you have a once again you have a support group there all sharing in uh the same um the same goal of uh, okay. interpreting the tarot. Yeah, so I thank love you. love it, love it, love it. I'm getting thank excited. You. This is like my new thing. I am loving it. John, you're awesome. Okay, one last thing before we go over there. You, you mentioned the show. Thank you kindly for your accommodation about the new History Channel series of Proof is out there. I can't believe we're almost done with season one. Uh, yeah, I think there's maybe three or four more episodes. But are you familiar with Alien Con? the alien con experience it's been going on for a few years now i i believe it was ancient aliens that sort of launched this whole idea of uh, an event with the cast members of ancient aliens well guess what they're doing it with the proof is out there alien con for the proof is out there and yours truly was chosen uh as a panelist for the experience i love to call it experience these days so, are you saying alien con alien con like comic con there's a right. whole con thing going on, and it's a little weird. Con convention, I believe, is right. what it's for. Anyway, right. Alien Con for the proof is out there with yours truly, along with the show's executive producer awesome. and the host, Tony Harris, will be uh, Thursday when the show airs, will be Wednesday. So it'll be tomorrow when you're seeing this. Uh, Thursday, January 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I do not know the link by heart, but I will put it in the description. I believe it's free. But little caveat, I was just told by the folks at History Channel, John, it's only for a U.S. audience. I don't make the rules. So. For now. For, for now. now. For now. For now. For now. But it's well attended. Uh, I'll be, yours truly is going to be uh, asked questions that I hope I can answer. Uh, it will be moderated by Alejandro Rojas, who I know uh, 
I don't know him personally. I, I will shortly, but I know his great work and I'm really looking forward to hooking up with him. So again, the proof is out there. Alien Con uh, event experience, Thursday, January 28th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I'll put the link. You can sign up for free and I'll see you there. All right, that's it. That's it. <laughs> we out now. Okay. Over in the membership section for the after show. Well, we'll be talking about this. Mediumship, the training jack. Go get it. We'll have links to all the cards too, by the way. Take care, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.